Married with the Business is brought to you by Audible.com. All right, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. Happy 2021, Craig. Happy 2021. Everybody's so excited 2020 is over. And I guess I am too. I mean, I guess I've always looked at it as, you know, calendars are sort of social constructs. So it doesn't mean that anything changed just because the year did. I felt like I thought our staff and our team at the office, though, would be more upbeat today and they all seemed a little humdrum after coming back from a week and a half off of work yeah i know well you know some of them did some of them seemed positive and happy but yeah i can definitely see there was a little bit of you know i think it was more of hey i have to go back to work after being off of work for so long i think that might be what it is because we closed down between christmas and new year and we give everybody that week off and most of our employees i think we have a couple employees that go into the office and check on things for us. But other than that, most employees are off that week. But we were back this week and back to normal life. Yeah, but it was really nice to just hide last week because of COVID. We couldn't go anywhere. So we were just kind of home for a week, like really home, home where we didn't have to work home. It was great. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I was ha- I was happy with it. You know, we it, usually during that week off, we plan a lot of things and we try to pack it with going to the movies and out to eat and all of this stuff. And in your birthday and my birthday, which was in there as well. And this year we didn't do anything. No, it was great. It was nice. It was kind of relaxing, I guess, in a way. Well, we did, though, get to talk to a friend of ours and a great person, a public speaker, an author, and a business owner, Lisa Dooley. Yeah, Lisa, who who runs Your Organized Life, works with couples to help organize their home, but she also works with businesses and couples who run businesses to organize their business. So it was great to talk to her about kind of the melding of organizing for work and for home. Right. And it was also awesome that Lisa also had some insight because her and her husband used to run a business together too before she started Your Organized Life. So she had a lot of input for us on not only what it's like to work with your spouse, but to also how that organizational part can be important as well. Yeah, it was really great. So sit back and take a listen to what Lisa had to say. So we're so excited to have Lisa Dooley from Your Organized Life here with us today. Thank you for joining us, Lisa. Thanks for Um, having me. I'm excited. Tell us a little bit about Your Organized Life and how you got started. So I've been doing organizing, professional organizing for the past 10 years now, um, which is amazing. I can't believe it's been 10 years and the industry's really come a long way in terms of um, its visibility. You know, you see it, the home edit on Netflix, Marie Kondo, the whole phenomenon, if you will. But really it's been about an opportunity for people to see that organizing is really important and it's, it really should be part of anybody's business plan. And I think as companies grow, especially small business and entrepreneurs, we're really good at doing of the doing and the other pieces we're not so great at. So it really was an opportunity for me to start at 
um, working with, with small businesses to really help them figure out how they can build systems around them. They're going to support their continued growth. Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting because, you know, when people hear personal organizer, you know, the first thing they think is like somebody who cleans, comes and cleans up their clutter and organizes for them, but there's more that goes into it than just going and cleaning up somebody's clutter and showing them pretty boxes to put things in, kind of like what you see in Marie Kondo. There's there's more to it than that. Yeah. So I always say organizing isn't boxes and bins and it's complicated and complicated systems. It really is finding my stuff when I need it. And sometimes the best storage solution is, um, you know, a cardboard box with a Sharpie written on it. Um, it really needs to work for you. And I think that's really important, especially when we're talking to small businesses, because everyone is unique, right? We have a lot of similarities in, in sort of how we um, approach things, but it really has to be an individualized thing. And so for people to think that there's one way to organize or you have to, you know, um, Marie Kondo your home, as I hear people say all the time, that's not accurate. I think it needs to work for you. It's a really intuitive process and, and it takes planning. It, you just don't do it um, to make it effective. You really have to plan it out. And I think that's a really critical piece, especially for businesses. And there's more like uh, having emotional buy-in too and having getting, getting your client, uh, if it's a couple or if it's a single person or if it's a business owner or, or business employees, it's getting the buy-in from those people to continue the process after you've helped them get that started. Yeah. And I think that I always say to my clients is you have to start with the why, why do you want to be organized? And, and if you're doing it to make things look pretty, that's great, but it's never going to stay that way because your why, the why you're putting in the time and the effort um, and spending the resources in order to do that has to be strong enough. So you are going to sustain it. You have to maintain it and, and sustain it. And that's the really important part of it. So when I work with businesses, especially, I always tell the leaders, whoever that leader is, it could be the office manager. Manager, it could be the CEO, it could be, you know, the head of a department is you have to lead from the front. No one is going to work with me to get organized if your office looks like a hurricane hit it. So we have to start at the top and have people see that if this person is really investing the time and the resources into it, then it's important. And that really filters down through the organization. What do you think the biggest challenge is, is working with couples trying to get them organized? That's a great question. And I've worked with lots of families. I've worked with lots of couples. Um, I think it is that you have to respect each other's boundaries and you have to respect that we love what we love and we have a right to do that. Um, I never, ever will allow anyone to deal with someone else's things that you have to really manage your own stuff. And I think that's the really critical piece. And I think that's why a lot of people are really hesitant to have an organizer come in because they think they always say, oh, you're going to make me throw out all your stuff, all my stuff. You're going to make me get rid of everything. And I always say, I'm not going to make you do anything. You are in charge of this. This is your stuff. It's your responsibility. But when you're dealing with couples, it really is important to respect that this is, this is, you know, my partner's things. It is their responsibility to deal with them. I got to deal with my own stuff, right? So deal with your own stuff. And that absolutely will filter down to everyone else in, in the family or the company. Lisa, you're, you actually, and, and, and one of the reasons we um, had you on too, is you've actually, not only do you have your own business and you work with a lot of couples that own and operate a business and help them organize, but you also at one point worked with your husband in a business and, you know, how did that role and working with him and you guys working together on a business help you start your, what you're doing now on your own? Yeah. So, um, 
I think it's important to, to sort of emphasize three points. And, and one I would say is it's really important when you're working with your partner is uh, stay in your own lane. Right. I think it's really important to be really clear about what my responsibilities are and what your responsibilities are. And, and, and I think that shows respect for each other. I think it, it, it shows respect for everybody else in the company, as well as the vendors and the customers on the outside. Right. So you if you're the person in charge of accounting, you're the person in charge of accounting. If you're the person in charge of sales, you do the sales. And I think when we're allowed to flourish in our roles, that really does transcend and it really emphasizes and re-emphasizes for everyone involved that that's your expertise. So that's important. And I think the other part is um, if you can create some separate space. Um, when I worked with my husband, his office was downstairs and my office was upstairs. And that was really important. Um, I think when we were there, we were each focused on our other piece. And so when you're creating your plan for organizing, whether it's your business or your home or whatever, really think that through and, and think about how this is going to affect me and then think how it affects, you know, the whole or overall organization as you move it forward. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. So, you know, Allison and I, we work together, not only do we this podcast together, but we also work and own a business together. Hence the reason we do it. And one of the interesting things is, is we do share an office space and we are five feet away from each other a lot of days. And we're starting now to start to realize that maybe we need to look at a space that allows us to have our own separate spaces. And, and it keeps, I think there are a lot of times where we end up talking to each other or going down a rabbit hole because we're five feet away from each other, where if we weren't five feet away from each other, it would probably not cause that to happen. Yeah. Our, space, our office spaces at home are two separate spaces, kind of. You have, when we have one office where we both have spaces and then we made another space for you downstairs so that you could go away. And I think that is important because if you, if it, if you are working together as in any other business and you weren't partners, um, if you weren't uh, a married couple, you would never think to just, you know, you know, raise your head and say to your boss, Hey, this, this, this thought flickered through my brain. Mm -hmm. Let me share it with you. You wouldn't do that. So I used to, you know, write down a list of the five things I wanted to discuss with my husband before. And then I would go downstairs, stand there with my piece of paper until he had a minute and do it. And I go, okay. And then go back and do my stuff. And so I think that's, if you can, and I understand everybody's working, you know, hashtag, you know, work from home. I know everybody is struggling with that, but try to build something, some sort of separate it could be, I know people that work out of closets, believe it or not. Um, you know, basement, I work out of my basement. You know, my husband's in the dining room, my son's in my home office. So everybody's got to figure this out. Um, but I guess putting a little bit of separation, I think does give you an opportunity. Then when you see that person, it's like, oh, I have a fresh idea to share instead of, you know, just commenting on what they've just been talking about on their phone call. So that's just a thought. No, that's great. So in addition to being an amazing organizer, you're also an author. You've written a book, More Space, More Time, More Joy, Organizing Your Best Life. And in that book, you talk about transitional spaces. How do, how do you see those as working? So transitional space, I think, is important. It's, it's important in businesses and it's important in, in a home because when, when we enter or exit a space, so think about if someone's walking into your showroom or someone's walking into the front office or whatever, you need to have that sort of boundary. And in a home, you know, you folks work, you know, I'm sure you put on a thousand mudrooms um, and you've worked in front hallways. And it really is about when you step into that space, you should know exactly where you are, what the intention is. You should have a place to throw out your trash. You have a place to hang up your coat. You should have a place 
to sit down and wait for someone if, if appropriate. So I, I always say that to businesses is it's important to have a transitional space in your business. You know, again, a place to hang up your, uh, hang a coat and, or, or sit down for five minutes if you're waiting for someone, because that makes it feel intentional. And that makes someone who enters there feel welcome that you want them there, not gosh, what are you doing in our space? And I think that's important, especially when we return to really being in each other's spaces. We talk with a lot of, and we talk to a lot of couples who, you know, are busy all the time with work and home and maybe have kids or whatever. And in your book, you actually uh, said something about work to your strength and hire your weakness. And how, how do you think that applies to couples who not only have to work together at home, but also work together in their offices? Um, I think that is true. I think, you know, my husband um, taught me that lesson. He started his own business 20 years ago. And I think that goes back to, you know, staying in your separate lanes, because um, if I'm good at accounting or finance, that's what I should be focusing on. If, if he's good at sales, that's where he should be focusing. And I think that any business that wants to thrive and grow has to recognize that entrepreneurs cannot do everything. I think that's the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make is we think we're all people, right? We're, you know, chief bottle washer and sales and marketing and, and all of those other things. And, and there are so many great resources out there for small businesses, you know, hire someone to look at your contracts, you know, outsource your social media. If that's not your thing, find people that are really good at it. That's what they do so that you can focus focus on those things that you're really good at. That's how a company grows. If you want to be all things to all people, you're not, you're going to spend a lot more time struggling to do that. So allow yourself professionals that are going to help you do that. And I think that also applies to things that you do at home. Like mm -hmm. if I'm better at making dinner and you're better at cleaning up after I make a mess at making dinner, like maybe like you, you would do that. Wait, wait, did you say making a mess, not making dinner? <laughs> I'm better at making a mess. Okay. Yes. Right. I'm... Right. <laughs> but I think that, it, you know, the, 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 the process is the same for when you at work as at home where you know you want to find work to your strengths and understand your spouse or your partner's strengths as well. Lisa, what are good ways that you think that couples can work together to organize their communication style? Um, we've talked to a lot of couples who they either share the same Google Calendar or they have a big dry erase board. What do you recommend when you're working with couples who are trying to organize that portion, their communication with each other? Um, that's a good question. And I think it starts with understanding how they communicate well or they don't communicate well because um, everyone has a separate style. And if one person is a real auditory learner and the other is a real visual, um, you have to figure out how you're going to connect those two pieces. So I always start with how are you communicating? What's working? What's not working? Um, secondly, what works or what I've seen work is um, the whiteboard. Um, the whiteboard works for most many companies and probably a company like yours and my husband was in the construction industry as well because once you put it up on the board someone didn't have to continually come in and ask you when this when this job was starting or where this where this piece of equipment was supposed to be delivered to it was right there and and it, and that is a great it's a tool right a visual tool so i think a whiteboard same we we still have a whiteboard calendar in our home um, i always say to families pick a color i'm pink um, you know, my boys are blue and green and my husband is, um, is brown. And so everybody knows their color. Um, so all you have to do is go to the calendar and look at what your color is and you're going to see, and then you can see it in its totality. I am, I know many 
couples and companies that use a Google Calendar integration tool. Um, it works for them. Um, as someone said, um, calendar evites are my love language. And for some people, that's a great thing. Um, I, I kind of prefer like the meeting. I prefer like the Sunday night, let's look at the calendar and, and sort of spread it all out and see where our um, overlaps are gonna be and where our biggest challenges are for the week. So it, it, to answer your question, there's no right answer, there's no wrong answer, but it's usually a hybrid of the two. And I definitely think that at the, at the end of it, it, the root of it is all the communication part of it to make sure that you are at least in some form, if it's via online Google Calendar or if it's a whiteboard that's on the kitchen you know, wall, that you're communicating those things uh, to, to each other. For us personally, that's what we're doing. We've got the Google Calendar and then the, and then the whiteboard in the kitchen and we update it and go over and go, oh, I forgot we had to talk to that person that day. Right, right. So. Lisa, we ask everybody, uh, you know, to tell us a, a book or a person or something that really helped them, you know, if it's, uh, if it's something that motivated you, uh, you know, in your process or your home life or whatever it might be. Is there something that, you know, touched you uh, that way? So there's a gentleman named Simon Sinek, and he wrote, um, you know, Start With Why, and I first saw his TED talk, someone had recommended his TED talk to me. And that book is incredibly powerful because I think for um, many things, you always have to come back to your why. Why do I do this? So organizing is one of the top three resolutions for the new year. Um, so is getting fit. And so is watching my budget. And, and you know, statistics show that most resolutions are done by something like January 20th, which is, you know, why, you know, you, we used to see the gym so packed on the first and so empty by the 31st. So you have to stay connected to the why through the organizing process. Organizing is a process. It's not an event. You have to commit time and, and keep it up and to keep working through it. So if you can't stay connected to the why I'm doing this, I want to be less stressed. I want to have more time. I want to live with less. I want to embrace the, the time that I'm, I'm creating in my schedule by letting go of a lot of other stuff. If you can't stay connected to that why, you will not succeed. It's, it's really the most important part. So I think for anyone who says, uh, you know, I just want it to look pretty. I always say, start with this book. We'll start with my book, um, but then, but then go to that book because I think it really is important to understand if you're not committed to why I'm running this business, why I want this to be successful, why I think this is important. It isn't, and you won't commit to it. Awesome, awesome, Lisa. Thanks for joining us, Lisa Dooley. Your organized life. Check her out online. Yourorganizedlife.biz. Also, look for her book. It's on Amazon. You can find it just about anywhere. More space, more time more joy organizing your best life. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Thanks so much. So that was great talking with Lisa. Uh, just an amazing sort of mind that she has there. It's, it's fun to hear her take on, you know, not only being organized in the sense of where you put things, but also being organized in the sense of way you treat things. Yeah, I think Lisa always has great, thoughtful advice and can speak into most situations really profoundly. So I've really come to respect her and look to her for guidance and mentorship when I have something going on. And I think the interesting thing for us and, and with this podcast and everything that we do is finding people that we connect with that we think can help us... It, you know, grow as a couple, 
grow as business owners. And that's definitely something that Lisa helps people do. Yeah. I think that it was real interesting that she said organization isn't about boxes and bins and complicated systems. It's about being able to find your stuff when you need it. So it could just be a cardboard box. You, it doesn't have to be complex to work. Yeah. It was it was really great having her on and having somebody that could help you think about not only the ways that you need to communicate with your significant other while working in a business, but the ways that maybe that communication is disseminated or given to that person. We, you know, one of the things that sort of hit me was we talked about our office space and how sometimes because we share an office space, it probably causes us to not work as well because we always just interrupt each other or say what we're thinking when we're thinking it. Right. I, I know that that's sometimes why either you or I wear headphones when we're in our office so that we don't talk to the other person or let the other person talk to us. Right. So definitely check it out. Lisa, an author, has a book available on Amazon.com. Yeah. So Lisa wrote a book called More Space, More Time, More Joy, Organizing Your Best Life. It kind of guides the process of change that will allow you to intentionally create your best life through organization. And you can get it on Amazon.com. So check it out. Craig, what else have you been listening to? Well, I thought I'd share this week for Audible.com. Lisa had brought up Simon Sinek's book, which very familiar with Simon Sinek. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever listened to or, or uh, read Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. But it is available on audible.com and we've put it in a queue of things to listen to. Yep. So and also checking out his TED Talk. Yeah. So Simon Sinek, uh, start with why he talks about how that uh, people are inspired by a sense of purpose, their why. And that should come first in communication before the how, before the what. And so he talks about things like the golden circle and the bullseye and the way of drawing communication out with the question why. So check that out. Simon Sinek's Start With Why. You can get that on audible.com and you can also get a free 30 days at Audible by visiting audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. That's audibletrial.com slash bizmarried to get 30 free days on us. It's a good goal for 2021. It's a good goal for 2021. And that's what I think we might be talking about next week is our 2021 goals. What some things that we need to work on, what some things we're going to be working on. And then it'll allow us maybe in a year to revisit and talk about those goals. Yeah, because they're not they're not resolutions. They're commitments and they're rocks and they're things you want to move forward with in life. So we got a lot of great shows coming up, a lot of great guests that are going to be joining us. So don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find us online, social media. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at BizMarried. You can also find us on Facebook, Married with a Business on there. And if you have something you want to share or you have an idea or maybe you would like to be considered to be interviewed on the show, just hit us up, send us an email or drop us a comment on one of those things. Allison, have a great week. We'll be back next week with another show. Thanks. You too, Craig. And I uh, hope everybody is doing well and welcome to 2021. So thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Married with a Business. Married with a Business.